The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. Support for The Winefellers comes in part from the award-winning Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, Framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974 and located in Boone Square in Hillsboro. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by The Stool Stool, improving your bathroom posture since 2015. The Stool Stool, we're number two. Your business name here, proudly serving Hillsboro since site year here, your business name here, and... Cody's Laboratory Animals. Just say Winefellers and receive 10% off your next order of live hamsters and rabbits. Test with the best using Cody's Laboratory Animals. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of Truebottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices. And my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Fellers! Wine Fellers, we got nothing to do except sit around here talking wine with you. Well, Joe had a bad day, got canned from the factory. National Mole Day on the most morbidly uplifting episode of the Wine Fellers ever. Listen as we get back into the wine news and discuss the most intriguing wine stories of the last few weeks. That's during the first half of the show. During the second half, we will meet a super secret surprise guest. It's so super and so secret that even I don't know who is coming on. So stay tuned because we can't wait to see what interesting things whoever has to say for him or herself. Sounds fascinating. All this, a fabulous wine tasting and some more ill-considered wine fellers song exclusives right here on a slobbery, explosive dribble episode of the wine fellers. But first, what are we drinking today, Mark? Hey, Joe. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Oh, you sound exceptionally nice in my earphones today. Oh, do I? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm not kidding. My voice is mellifluous. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Boy. Wow. Launched We're off to a and great failed. start already. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try this again? Nope. Okay. So, Joe... <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen you forever. I feel the same way. At least, uh, what, a week? But this is going to be our, totally, our. I'm feeling confident, okay. our best show ever. Awesome. Because we have a super secret surprise guest that even you don't I even know, know about. And, 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 you know, this happens all the time where, well, I've seen this happen before. And the, the listeners... Uh, on other shows where you say, oh, look, I haven't, uh, I don't know what's going to happen later. Well, uh, and you know that they know. Right. This is is not that. I've been spending all day setting this. Uh, I don't, I honestly have no idea. Setting a special, <laughs> special interview up. And I, I'm, gonna be, uh, I'm a little terrified, Mark. Well, you I should. actually am terrified. Well, you should be. Oh, so, boy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been planning my escape strategy from the studio ever uh, since I learned that uh, it's a super secret surprise guest. Lock the doors, Linda. It's going to be a great <laughs> interview coming up later. So right now, yes. well, first of all, I wanted to wish you happy Molday. Happy Molday. What is, what, I mean, I know what, is this the mole I'm thinking of? Well, there are many definitions of the, the word mole. Tell me the mole you're thinking of. Uh, so I, I'm not sure exactly how you're spelling it. If it's M-O-L, I'm thinking it's like probably some scientific, uh, day where it's a measurement of, uh, whatever, weight of some chemistry right. something. Right, so you're, uh, you're, uh, smarter than you look because <laughs> <laughs> you- It couldn't possibly be that. You are correct. No, no. So, because I actually am dumber than I look- <laughs> Because when I first saw on the <laughs> on the internet that it was National Mole Day, I said, that's a weird thing to name a whole day after that little critter. <laughs> but it is not after that little critter. It is after, it's a day that commemorates Avogadro's number, which is 6.02 wow. times 10 to the 23rd. Everybody wow. knows that, which is a of basic course. measuring unit in chemistry. What? Now I wish it was actually the little critter day. Yeah, that'd be so because sweet. Because this is how do you what do you mean a, a day National Mole Day, and it's some number. Yeah, so get out your mole. Well, you know, here's the thing. So we we have celebrated National Pie Day before. Right. Right. Like March twenty first. Again, right? not the food. The or or twelfth. Right. So three point two one. <gasps> three point one four one five nine two six five three. Six. Oh my gosh, you heard it here. <laughs> I mean, that's impressive, Mark. Yeah, I, 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 that, know, yeah. I know it to the whole numbers place. Yeah, so three point three. It's three. <laughs> that's close enough, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'll get us to the moon. Yeah. Well, I didn't have any dates as a as a, a teenager. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so right. It's, it's not the critters. It's it's the it's the chemistry. Amazing chemistry unit. And uh, so get out your moles and, you know, if you're playing it's a way It's a way to measure uh, uh, the weight of uh, chemicals. So how many, how many moles of wine am I about to consume quickly here? Well. And of what type? That's a great question. Because so I see the bottle. So the wine we have today is a 2007 Clark Cloud and Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. And here we are pouring it. Oh, it's man. Very, it's beautiful wine. 
And uh, how's inky, it? Inky, inky purple. Inky purple. Inky purple. And if inky purple. You, you smell it. It's very powerful. <laughs> I love this wine. 2007 Clark Cloudin. It's a it's a wine on par with these super fruit mm, forward wines like Camus. Not as expensive, and it's really nice. I get that dark plums. What are you getting there? Mm, chocolate, plums, chocolate. Some blackberries in there. Nice. Wow, Mark, this is a fantastic wine. It is a really good wine. Right from Napa Valley. Super texture, like that coffee espresso stuff going on. You have anything else? Yeah. What you got? It's like I'm at a, it's it's almost like I'm at a cookout. Yeah. I mean, it's like this has a, the whole meal, the whole experience yeah. in a glass. Like, I've got the grilled meat, uh-huh. but then some... Some smokiness, yeah, some wood. I get that. Yeah. Wow. wow. Oh man. So if you're playing, this is fantastic. If you are playing along at home, <laughs> open up yours. All right. Let's. What's next? Yeah. Well, you're listening. If you haven't figured it out already, to the Wine Fellers on WHUP. Now playing is the world's premiere of Quarter Pounder with Cheese, a Wine Fellers original song creation. If your Fortune 500 company is in need of a jingle, let the wine fellers write a song for you. And don't go nowhere. The Wine News is coming up next. When I was young, Dad would praise the work I had done. We'd load the family wagon and head to the place of
Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. on the Wine Fellers News. Don't have that pep in your step you used to have? Sounds like you should be drinking more breast milk. What's worse than drinking and driving? How about drinking and then selling the car you're driving? Want yet another reason to be angry at Starbucks? Check out how they screwed up their Christmas cups again right now on the news. The news. You know, Joe, there's something a little bit magic about breast milk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, go on. You and I have been told our whole lives that breast is best when it comes to babies. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) The news. (laughs) That's that's because breast milk has all the goodness a baby needs to grow and thrive. Now I'm understanding. Now you're getting Now I'm getting somewhere. It's custom made and has that perfect blend of vitamins, (laughs) fat, and protein. Okay, yes. (laughs) But is breast milk best for more than just babies? Oh, boy. I have a feeling the answer is going to be yes. There is real demand for breast milk in the world. So much so that people trade, buy, and sell it online. There's even a black market for breast milk. I have um, a friend who's (laughs) told me. Well, no names. (laughs) Oh, I thought they were actually on the black market. Uh, No, but I have, you know, now that you are saying this. It's ringing some distant bell in my mind. Oh, everything makes sense now. It's coming together. But uh, you're right. There. Do you know somebody who's selling their breast milk I d- on I, the internet? I don't. But okay. but um, how <laughs> how is this like happening on the dark web or in or on Craigslist right oh, in the uh, yeah. right in the open? It's pretty seedy. So there are many people out there, including regular jocks and professional athletes, who believe breast milk oh is God. the magic elixir they need to boost. Their performance. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. We all know how much gym junkies love their protein shakes. Now, breast milk seems to be the latest and greatest thing to find in your local gym. (laughs) (laughs) Are they buying it pre-pumped or (laughs) consuming it straight from the source? Yeah, I don't think they're doing that. I bet there are both types of services. Yeah, so first of all, no, they're not doing that. Okay. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> one. Oh. Number one. Wow. It oh. takes too long. We <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh, I just picture some uh, you know, motherly figure sitting on the side of the NBA court, and they you know oh, place Lord. the oh, you know Lord. seven foot basketball player well, uh, actually, under under the the you know actually, uh, blanket there. Actually, two of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know why in my mind that somehow made it worse. 
Like it should have just been bad, yeah. just m- with one in my mind, right. one one player. I mean, if you're doing this for money, you might as well just <laughs> maximize your profits. All right, so God, <laughs> according we quickly, quickly, just end up in the weeds here. According to expert naysayer, associate professor Jill Sheriff of Curtin University, what has she got to say? Well, breast milk contains the right nutrients for babies. There are no nutritional benefits for adults that can't be obtained from other food sources. That's exactly what the milk industry would want her to say. Wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Imagine if this caught on. <laughs> we, there'd be no more milk from cows. That's right. The whole cow industry, gone. It would be gone. <laughs> In its place? I do not know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Something weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm going to the supermarket. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't want to go there I, in my mind, right. Mark. So... It's it's like it's would, it, would, would, <laughs> would people be on farms? Oh yeah, yeah. See? Uh, All right, no, not gonna be okay. Uh, Cat, milk industry's not uh, going anywhere. Nope. All right, so <laughs> Sher- sheriff goes on to say that if you want to start bulking up in the gym, it'll be quicker, healthier, and evidently less creepy to eat <laughs> chicken for some reason rather than drink breast milk. I was at a. Uh, restaurant recently, uh, and what did they have breast milk? in their uh, oh, refrigerator? I've been to this restaurant, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yes, they, so yes, we I do. saw it firsthand. I and, know. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. Was it was yeah. it there? Was the breast uh-huh. milk in this soda cooler for the public? Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's a kid in this restaurant. <laughs> My guess is for a, the chi- a baby. A baby. So they. It's a restaurant that we, we're not going to say no, anymore. No, no, we're not. We know, but mm-hmm. it's they also, in addition to food for <laughs> customers, there's also breast milk. There, So you, you buy your food, then you, you say, and I would like, uh, you know, a can of soda. Yeah. And, okay, well, go get it for yourself. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and on the top shelf right there, man. Yeah, I know. You know. I'm sure it's fine. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> But Maybe a, they're dealing in the dark black art of uh, online breast milk trading. You know, here's the issue. Um, most sensible people know that to avoid other people's feces, <laughs> urine, blood, you know. Uh, yeah. Just other stuff. The, the big three. Yeah, just just avoid it. And so when you're, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not you know, comparing breast milk to this, but <laughs> but, you know, it's just something that you just don't. You just don't. Am I wrong? You just don't. You don't just engage. I. I, I. I don't know. I mean. I, I. don't know. But also, it's a sharing thing. Would you share your toothbrush? I would not share my toothbrush. Would you share a pint of ice cream with one spoon? I would. No. Gosh. No. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what am I? A monster? <laughs> exactly. Huh. So, but you're someone sharing their. Yeah, it's like if you're not willing to to uh, swap spit with someone, yeah. well, you're gonna drink their bodily fluids. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's not this, right, Mark. This this is making me a little queasy. So uh, what we'll do is next time we'll uh, get someone on from the breast milk industry, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see going head to head. I mean, and we'll get someone from uh, the cow milk industry, and we'll have them go head to head. Yes, we will. We'll referee. Got, and, it, and and so like got milk. Is the milk person's oh. slogan right, Mark? My imagination is okay. going places we can't. Yeah, we can't go on the radio right now. No, no. Okay. But I have some slogan ideas for the breast camp. 
Yeah, uh, it's just not industry. right. You know, when, the, when someone's walking around with a milk mustache, it's just not. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So one problem with drinking is, of course, drinking too much, and then not. This is the second story, by the way. <laughs> not drinking, drinking too much. Dr- drinking too much, and then not remembering what happened the next day. Yeah. yeah last, yeah, it is. It can be a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So last week, a New Zealand man became intoxicated, forgot he had sold his car, <laughs> and then contacted the police the next day <laughs> to report it stolen. Oh, that's that's. That's just perfectly New Zealand. That I would have guessed uh, Australia. No, have you ever seen Flight of the Concords? My belief is that they're all like that. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the man decided to sell his car for about $250 so he could purchase more alcohol oh, no. on his big night out. Oh, he do we know what kind of car it was? Uh, for $250. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Hopefully it wasn't a good car. <laughs> he lost any way he you look at it. He lost some money on that. He could not remember doing this, so he reported the car missing at the local police station. The man who he sold the car to was then forced to come into the station <laughs> and answer some questions. <laughs> Poor guy. Once it was realized what was ha- what had happened, the police, I'm sorry, the buyer and the seller of the car were told to, you know, sort it out between them. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I so, mean, it sounds to me like it it comes down to co- simple contract law, Mark. Yes, but this man saw. Well, also, you can't sign a contract under duress or right. out of your mind. Insane people can't sign contracts. Ah, uh, well, then this guy got out scot free. He got the dude's two hundred fifty dollars yes. and his car. But everybody's drunk in New Zealand. So what I'm saying, <laughs> How, yeah, <laughs> is that what? So everybody's insane. All car sales are void. Right, everything's void. There are no <laughs> contracts. You can't buy houses. You can't. Uh, okay. you know. That's good. Right. Huh. Now now you've got my attention, Mark. Right. I'm starting to wonder how... Maybe New Zealand is the place... Maybe that's the place for me. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm, I just can't imagine. Every, every late night Amazon order that gets delivered, I just keep it all, but uh, do a, a chargeback on my credit card. Yes. I don't remember ordering this. I don't this. remember ordering this. <laughs> right. I think it's a great idea. How can so, you prove I was in the, uh, the right state of mind when I concluded our transaction? That's right. Yeah. I was on. Yeah, that's what I got. So third story. <laughs> I was on alcohol. I was on alcohol. Third story. Not so happy holidays again. Starbucks. <sighs> oh, wait, already? Yeah. Goodness So, gracious. you know, the new Christmas cup design, it has leaked online, sparking oh. furious debate. Mm. With people complaining because the cups look too festive, as well as the fact that they're not even red. <laughs> the Starbucks cannot win this one. Do you remember this this controversy before? We've gone over it before. Yes, right. Where where it, well they they had the issue of uh, where it was like a Unitarian holiday well, cup. It was at just one point. red, and it didn't really. You know, yeah, it had it a snowflake on there or something, or like right? That. So if you'll remember, the plain red design first debuted by the coffee chain in 2015, causing widespread outrage and controversy for not being festive or Christmassy enough. Every year, Starbucks releases a limited edition holiday cup design. The image of the new cup was leaked on Reddit, your favorite website, uh, yeah, by, thanks, the user, yeah. by the user Darth Snoopy, <laughs> true this is sinister true, sounding. true name who is believed to be working for the coffee chain this year's <laughs> design features traditional christmas symbols like a tree presents with two turtle doves in black and red ink now that's so that's the design 
this is an inside job is what you're saying. Huh? <laughs> dark Snoopy works yeah, for dark, the man. Well, Dark Snoopy, he, you know, he wasn't supposed they're, to they're, spill yeah, the beans. Well, on well, this, well, well th- this is the way that they that they test it before they send it out to mass uh, printing. See, yeah, yeah. Right? They haven't. Well, even, I think they're all, so they're already printed. It, are you really? Yeah, yeah. They're already you're printed. turning it around here. Oh, it looks like a giant uh, cat in the hat scribble. It's a lot going on there. Why? Why are there people holding hands? World peace. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, we'll be I don't know what that drink. has to do with selling coffee, but no, no. Well, whether you're selling coffee yeah. or quarter pounder, quarter pounder, it all has to do with world peace, <laughs> pretty much. So much. <laughs> there is so there is outrage over this year's design. Uh. Um, so so it's too festive, people say. So a Twitter user mm. uh, at Justin Opinion for you said <laughs> uh, I posted a meme he said Starbucks has a new holiday puke cup and wrote <laughs> and wrote in his own caption avoid at all costs wow angry P- angry puke, people puke cup people do not like this cup <clears throat> what uh, uh, what else do you see on that cup there uh, I'm sure people are gonna there's so many uh, for, for the listeners who uh, have not uh, seen this uh, it's just cup a lot yet. going on. There is a lot going on. Now, one thing they did include is their uh, little uh, mermaid icon there. Okay. Um, and uh, a- Presents and stuff. Yeah, and we got some presents. Uh, we got a little star. We got a heart and people holding hands and, and a, I don't know, a dove or hands in the form of a dove. Yeah. And a, uh, there's a little decorated tree. And, you know, I don't see the, I don't see the big deal here, Mark. No. No matter what they do, they're going to be criticized. If they fail to release a cup, they'd be criticized for that. Right. Yes. So, that, I mean, they, that's the thing. So, tw- another Twitter user, Shoebox6, wrote, The funny part is that these cups look exactly like Starbucks execs went, They want more Christmas? <laughs> oh, we'll give them more Christmas. <laughs> Which is exactly, that's exactly right. I it think, is. You know, it's, it's like they passed the sheet of paper around the boardroom and said, each of you scribble your idea of what uh, Christmas, the Christmas holiday Come means up to with you. A Christmas idea. We're all going to put it on one cup and no one's going to be upset. We're going to photocopy it, have someone color it with red pencil. Right. And this is our cup. So, uh, right. So they can't win. But... <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that's Starbucks. So that, Joe, is the news. Well, don't go nowhere. You are listening to the Wine Fellers on WHUP. Our super secret surprise guest is coming up next. Against the wall, forced into a gunfight. 
piped all day and into the night with our backs against the wall forced into a gunfight Possibly in North Carolina, or maybe it was New Mexico, and possibly in the 1970s. When Joe was younger, he always dreamed of someday doing things he liked. Joe attended Orange High, or maybe it was another high school located somewhere in Orange County. He was a good student in certain subjects, and he excelled in extracurricular activities like soccer, track, and maybe tennis. Joe went to college at some point, and his old classmates mention Joe whenever they're asked, who did you go to school with? After or during college, Joe toured with the rock band Just One for the lesser or greater part of 10 or 20 years. Joe is married, has children, and is the head of IT at Lena Little Auctions. Joe Waddell, welcome to a very special episode of The Wine Fellers. Why, thank you, Mark. It's great to be here. Welcome, Joe. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm I'm actually taken aback for a second. Are you? Yes. I just This it, is awesome. It just, I've never I've never been interviewed before. Well, I'm about to interview because it because it, 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 it just <laughs> dawned on me that I know nothing about you. Oh, this is gonna be great. And you've just been sitting across from me from for uh, doing <laughs> Who ra- is this during guy? this radio show for three years, and you could be a serial wow. killer for all I know. <laughs> a uh, a well inebriated serial killer. A well inebriated serial killer. A serial killer. Serial killer. So may I start? Wow. Yeah. May thank I start you. asking you questions? So th- I would like to start off with a very important question. I'd, this is the question I always ask. Yes. All my guests, as you know. What's that? What if you had to choose? What would be your spirit animal? Mm. That's a very, very good question, Mark. And uh, is this this animal would would hopefully just embody everything that I am and feel and think That's and true. and and want to be and my de- my desires, my regrets, my yes, everything, exactly. yes. Um, and it has to be an animal. Well, it's a spirit animal. Uh, and <laughs> I didn't say spirit piece of furniture. Didn't say spirit chair. <laughs> so, uh, well, yes. okay. So I have some thoughts here. Can it be like? Uh, does it have to be a real animal? Well, that's up to you. But I have a lot of questions to get to, Joe. So, uh, all right, here it comes. Okay, the platypus. Why the platypus? That's well, Mark, it, it uh, the, the platypus um, uh, is an uh, is is an interesting animal. Is it? It has uh, a, uh, I guess, a, not a beak, a bill. Yes. 
and it's a mammal. Yes, much, and it lays eggs, much like much you. like me. <laughs> I get it. I I remember as a kid uh-huh. uh, learning of the platypus, right, and just thinking for a moment that this is one of those things like Santa Claus. Yeah, that one day the grownups are going to turn to you and say, "Oh yeah, and that platypus thing." Yeah, we were joking about that too. But you know, I, I think I like that as a as your spirit animal because it's a very unique animal. It's very uh, it's something that people don't really know what it looks like when they see it. A little, little maybe grotesque at first. Well, well, it's not grotesque. It's, I mean, <laughs> not to other platypuses. Are they platypi? Other pl- platypi. No, they can't be pl- <laughs> That just sounds completely wrong. Yes. So, but we have a lot of questions. That was, that was sort of a softball question, I, just I to like, get things started. Wow, that was an easy one. Well, wow. I just wanted to start. <laughs> I had some trouble with that one, Mark. Now, uh, this, the, now we're going to a little more serious. So okay. what would be some of the most annoying things about having yourself as a roommate, would you say? <laughs> oh, uh, well, first off, um, it's got to be number one. Uh, and again, I'm just guessing here because okay. in some ways I think I'd, I'd be the perfect roommate for myself. Nice. Um, and uh, I hate myself. <laughs> I'd yeah. kick myself out in two seconds. <laughs> it uh, it would be the snoring would be the worst part of having me as a roommate. Oh, so you're a big snorer. Oh, huge snorer. Yes. Um, I've gone uh, on many work trips. So yeah, I okay. should back up because uh, on our work trips, I don't know sometimes uh, we love different we, work trips. Yeah. <laughs> we all bunk together. Yes, yes, uh, and uh, I don't. I I think the that one trip you and I made to New York City. Yes, I don't know if I snored that night, and I don't know if you were conscious <laughs> yeah, I, enough to know that either. Passed out. So yeah, it's hard to know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when you wake you up to a pizza turned upside down in your uh, on the hotel room, you don't yes. you just. Snoring is the last of your problems. Um, so, uh, you know, so yes, what would be the toughest aspects of having myself as a roommate? Number one, snoring. Number two, I think, uh, Mark, that um, uh, probably um, smell. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> You're Mark, so harsh I, on your roommate. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> I um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I did have a roommate at one point. Do you not bathe? No, I bathe. Okay, but I had a roommate at one point. All right. Uh, in college, mm. this is a true story. Here. Yes. This is not myself as my roommate, a real roommate, and and uh, you know, we were freshmen living in the dorm. Yeah. And first thing, uh, I did the first morning we woke up in the dorm room was I let out one of the longest farts of my entire life. Oh, Joe, we're not supposed to say that on radio. Expulsions of gas. Yes, okay, so. A a large volume. Okay, well, of course And then, wait, but then he he answered. (laughs) It was a call and response, Mark, and that's when I knew. You found the right room. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow. So, well, let's just say, let's just say I'm loud and I smell bad. Okay, well. Is that enough? Well, I guess this kind of um, was that the question. Well, this I don't know if this question's similar. Um, <laughs> what person? What personality trait would you do you value most in yourself, and which personality trait would you say you dislike the most? the The thing I I value most about myself, Mark, is um, I like to uh, talk with people. 
I really like do. that. You're really good at it too. Actually. I really do like. Um, I I love. Um, and people, I've noticed whenever people talk to you, they have no problem. You you have you. Uh, the way you present yourself, people have no problem coming up and talking to you, even if they don't know you. I, uh, you know, I've just, I've always enjoyed like that aspect of uh, the social contract right. is uh, just talking with someone, uh, he, letting, like, g- having myself heard, but right. also like the whole give and take of conversation, hearing what they have to say. I just have always found that entire um, aspect fascinating. Yeah. Now, the uh, second part of the question. Right. The aspect which I find most uh, uh, unpleasant, I guess, is what we're saying here. Yeah. Um, would probably be um, that, you know, in those moments of wanting to be a good conversationalist, mm-hmm. I don't, I beat myself up because I'm not listening to people as much as I want to. I don't. Yep. Care as much as I. <laughs> so you fan caring really well. Oh yeah. This is the actual caring. Yes. <laughs> hey, look, man. I think that's most people. Oh. You know, I think when I talk to most people, my um, my brain turns off in <laughs> ten, fifteen seconds. <laughs> but what were we talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> so that's good. And you're, I mean, very honest. You know, very good. Oh yeah. So I like this question. So what mm-hmm. hobby would you get into if time and money were absolutely no issue? You know, what would you be doing with oh, your whole time? Wh- why did camel racing just pop into my head? Wow. I have never really thought about that. Wow. I can hardly ride a horse. Yeah. Or uh, a motorcycle. Now that you mentioned it, that's pretty cool. Doesn't that sound interesting? I've seen, here's one thing I would like to do. So, yeah. because this is a huge question for uh, people for all time. Sure. What would you do given unlimited resources? Right. And and we and you can actually go on YouTube and find out the answer to this. Uh, there's, you, a, there's one answer. <laughs> <laughs> you would yeah. drive uh, in a uh, uh, Ford. Uh, and sorry, in a Toyota Land Cruiser on two wheels across <laughs> the Dubai desert for 200 miles while changing the tires at speed. That's the answer. That's the answer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. That's living life to the fullest. Yes. So that's basically what that means. To most people, living I, life to the fullest is that. I would like to answer the question, but I think it's already been answered, Mark. Okay. Wow. Well, that's interesting. So this, I like this. Okay. So um, what would be your first question, would you say, after if you were just waking up from being cryogenically <laughs> frozen for a hundred years what was the first question you think you'd have for whoever you know woke you up does my junk still work <laughs> That's a good notice I, I kept it clean you didn't kept I, it clean nice that's and good. clean classy here very on classy. the wine fellers yeah it's it's good i mean i think that's every man's concern or woman i guess when coming out of cryogenic sleep is first um can i still uh, have sex yeah and secondly what year is it to so your question you know, <laughs> have sex and what year is it <laughs> because that means <laughs> okay because <laughs> if it's 2098 versus 2097 that means i don't a know lot. why yeah. in my mind that's like 
All right, now that that's out of the way, what year is it? That's good. Yeah. So here's a question. <laughs> right. As the only human left on Earth, mm-hmm. what in the world would you do, Joe? Oh, again, it's one of these like, um, it's almost like, uh, wow, this is a tough one, Mark. Really? This is really tough. Well, uh, uh, if I'm the only human left on Earth, I, I immediately start assuming some things, right? So I'm assuming the electrical grid is down because there's no one to run the power stations, right? Yeah, I mean, you could you could assume that the rapture happened. And you're, and, <laughs> I and, would be the and only one. Congrats, left you were the only one left behind. But uh, <laughs> right now, in my mind, in this scenario, mm-hmm. do a, am I aware that I am the only one remaining on Earth? Well, eventually, I guess you would be. Well, I mean, I, mean, I could wander around. So here's the thing: after it, a couple of years, it would, it's like I'm not seeing it. Anymore. Well, <laughs> it, I think it would depend if I knew for sure. That I was that I was the last person on Earth. I think I would do something differently than if I knew that somewhere in the world there were an, there was another person or other people. Because I think that um, it's like you. Let's say um, you you know I wanted to make a giant uh, statue out of twigs of a giraffe and ride it around with my clothes off. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, giraffe riding, uh, camel racing. Yeah. So um, uh, I wouldn't want to do that, though, if I thought there was a chance someone's going to walk around the corner and see me. Right. So, uh, But eventually, eventually, you would probably lose that. Oh, th- th- eventually, this is a terrible uh, story that, that um, was told most famously in the, uh, uh, a- as Tom Hanks so eloquently portrayed, as the FedEx worker. Uh, caught, lost on the island. Well, that's different because you're on a on an island. But here, you got you can do anything you want. Well, would I like? Could I? Would I need to come, like feed myself, for example? Well, yeah, but my guess is if you There's just canned food you everywhere, probably I could, like could live off canned I could food live for, for a while, while <laughs> if you wanted to. But you know, oh, Mark, probably um, just uh, get way too drunk. Well, and like and like go to all the places where I where like you couldn't go with all the crowds. Like right? The Grand Canyon? Uh, like, oh yeah. Like Grand okay, Grand Canyon. Uh-huh. Um nice. the, the Lincoln Memorial. You can't get in there? It's packed, man. <laughs> okay. You ever tried to take a picture in there? <laughs> it's you and like the twenty other people around. Wow, you. this is sounding good. I would I would somehow I would like relive all of the great Nicolas Cage movies. Well, the one. Yeah, uh, national treasure. Oh, I thought it was raising and, Arizona. And I would almost like go in and <laughs> try to pull pull off. That's uh, that's what I would do. I would heist? try to pull off all the greatest all the greatest heights with no one stopping you. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good. Okay, so all right. Next question. Yes. Now this is serious. Mm. You might have think about this for a little bit. Ooh. Give me an irrational fear you have, Joe. <sighs> An irrational fear. A fear that oh, you have, I, and I you do. recognize I, that like, you can step back from it and say, hey, man, yeah, I know this fear is irrational. I still have it. But this is what I, got. I have an incredible irrational fear uh, of flying insects, Mark. Really? Oh, yeah. Terrible. You live out in the country. <laughs> yeah, and, and you should hear me. <laughs> ah! Ah! Oh, what was that? Yeah. What was that? What? Is there a stink bug in the really? bedroom? Oh, yeah. Why in the world oh. are you living out in the oh. country? You should be living in the city. 
Mark, we um, and we, he even have like a like a big compost pile that with rats your children play with. <laughs> I am so irrationally afraid, really? of flying bugs. Um, we had this uh, this issue, um, actually, for a few, couple of years now. This time of the year, the stink bugs in this area go crazy, yeah, and they reproduce like mad. Okay, and the first year we built our house the first year um stink bugs started crawling in through the uh air vents in in the bathrooms mark Gosh, this sounds like a movie yes it's terrifying it's like the birds but okay. it's stink bugs okay and they're gonna hurt you mark Are they're they? gonna hurt you they're really make bad. you stink all right well yes yeah. no and i and i and i know where it came from what's that i know exactly where this came from so w- this, uh, we were talking about Christmas earlier. This is another Christmas <laughs> story, uh, a scary one at that. Okay. Uh, I was living in El Paso, Texas, which is where I grew up as a child. So I got New Mexico wrong. Yeah, but close. I mean, right I, next Texas, door, I, I said New Mexico. I, now, I was right in El Paso, so. You never lived in New Mexico? Uh, no, but I traveled there a few times. That's what I was thinking. I mean, all the time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, I was what you know. I got. It's still my, a pretty b- accurate bio. Though. It's right there, man. Right, okay. It's bam. I mean, <laughs> okay, New Mexico. <laughs> okay, uh, and so uh, yeah, I was actually impressed. That was very good. Okay, you really put to, like did you did you do that yourself or did you have to hire a private investigator? No, it's just because it was very accurate. All the conversations we've had. I are, love now. Now <laughs> I I'm gonna have to do you, Mark. I'm already uh, totally well, sold on this can, idea. Uh, think of a bio. Uh, I'm going to have to. All right. So the so, bugs. Yeah. So the bugs. So I'm sitting there. Uh, this is after Christmas Day in El Paso, Texas. Very warm out. Yes. Okay. And I went back to the garage to play with my new train set. Nice. Okay. And I'm. Uh, so this set, is where all the fear comes from. This, this is, is I, uh, okay. totally usually com- happens like that. completely. Okay, and it's nighttime, right? And this was as a child. This garage was giant. I was probably in, th- I gosh, second or third grade, right? And uh, and it was dark, and uh, and I finished up with my playing with my train, and I turn off the the lights inside of this garage, right? And I at the same moment turn off all the outside lights to the garage okay like the floodlights oh, right and and i walk out into the the night yes and we had an an above ground swimming pool 20 feet from this door okay and these june bugs oh, no. had, were swarming like a locust swarm out of oh, the bible gosh like, yeah and they engulfed me yeah uh, they got in my mouth oh, my no. ears well, my I get nose it. i get it i get it and i and so and i fell back into the um into the garage wow. and slam the door and kind of stagger backwards into a corner. And uh. I, it all happened so fast I couldn't turn off, it, turn on any lights. So there I am, second, third grade, right. a kid in the dark in a garage. Now some of these June bugs are in there with me, Mark. Right, you got to get they, out. They like, took a ride in there with me. Yeah. And they're buzzing in the corners and oh buzzing here and there. Now, eventually, my dad was like, what, the, what in the world's taking that kid so long? Yeah, right. Why is he sitting out there with the lights off? And he walks through the darn bug, bugs. Get out of my way, bugs! <laughs> right, Joseph, are you in here? Yeah. And you know, and I was pretty upset. Yeah. And and from and no, I get it. And nowadays, that makes sense. That's it. Look, so I get it. When you're at that age, that makes sense. And I have a s- very similar story because when I was <laughs> about that age, I I uh, I have a fear of roaches. Oh. <sighs> 
And so I w- was, they can kind of fly a little, Mark. They can so fly. they f- they fit under my umbrella too. So I wasn't wearing any socks, and I put uh, my shoes on, and in my shoe was a large roach. Oh no! Oh oh! Running around, swimming around. And you know, it took me about ten seconds to get that shoe off, and it was the worst ten seconds of my life. And to this day, whenever I put shoes on, I shake them. Is that right? Wow! All right. Next question. Yes. What bends your mind every time you think about it? Really? Yeah. Well, All right. Let's get. We're going to get deep here for deep, a minute. Man. All right. So, uh, so I, you know, I'm a like you. I'm a science geek. Yes. Okay. And the the idea that all right. So that we're we exist in this universe, mm-hmm. right? And. Um, and, and we're coming up with uh, science and also theories to kind of explain the world as we uh, see it and understand it. Right. Right. So one of one of those theories uh, put forth by S- Stephen Hawking, mm-hmm. and he, uh, I guess, got his Ph.D. on uh, this matter, was the evaporation of black, black holes. holes. Uh-huh. And uh, they call it, and it, well, I guess they've termed it Hawking radiation. Yes, uh, after him, and so which the, has been proven uh, to exist since he. Yes, right, right? Uh-huh. and and his theory, uh, right, which you're correct, has been uh, supported by uh, measurements. Mm-hmm. Right, explains how black holes can grow and shrink. Right. And uh, eventually evaporate away. Yeah. And I didn't know this. I I finally got around to reading his book. Um, uh, <laughs> said a, a wrinkle in time. Brief history of time. Yeah. <laughs> a brief history of time. Thank you. And finally uh, understood this. And it was a relatively simple concept once I read it. And he does a great job of explaining these kinds of ideas to you know people like myself who don't understand a lot of astrophysics and you know, particle physics and stuff. And it's this is the mind-bending thought, is that, and this is where his what his theory is based on, is that at all times, all around you and me and around these black holes and every inch of every uh, inch of space-time, uh, particles are continuously being created and destroyed. Yes. At all times. Mm-hmm. It's this, like, quantum vacuum flux or whatever they call it. That's probably something out of Back to the Future, but mm-hmm. it's uh, the flux capacitor. Right. And so the idea that that, that is happening yes. right now around us just it blows my mind. So so you're not talking what do you so say that again? I just didn't hear that. So the 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 idea of particles being created kind of in pairs, right? They're like okay. positive and negative pairing, and they're Just created. Talking about the uncertainty principle, too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay, and and those two thi- those two particles created, right. and then m- most of the time uh, they're created in such proximity to one another that they immediately separate and then join back again and annihilate each other. Right, <clears throat> and and. That is, you know, when it comes to Stephen Hawking's uh, theories, that's how a black hole can eventually evaporate away is those 
two little particles are created oh, next cool. to one another, yeah. but but right. the gravitation's so strong that it pulls one of them, like the antimatter particle, into the black hole, right. making it smaller, right. and the other one goes shooting out into space, and that's what they observe on the radio telescopes. Right. And, cool. and I'm just like, that's cool. that kind of just blows my mind. Yeah, and I love that kind of stuff. Oh. We both do. Yes, we do. Um, so we should ha- we should be like the science fellers. Yeah, <laughs> the drunk science. We're having fellers. trouble getting people to listen to the show as it is. Uh, <laughs> gosh, yeah. <laughs> I've got a great idea. Have you not lived in this country? <laughs> people hate science. Oh boy. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> have you, Joe? Yes. Have you ever saved someone's life? No. But I have had my life saved. Oh. Yeah, which is kind of even better. I'd like to hear this. Yes. So uh, I, uh, so m- my dad saved my life, literally saved my life. Okay. Um, after, uh, uh, you know, holding back his natural instinct to kill me for so many years. Okay. <laughs> right? Um, you know, he, I was, gosh, again, this is another El Paso story, but we were up in New Mexico, all right, and we were at a campground and up there, with, I think, with my Boy Scout troop, and they, in, in, uh, in these arid climates, you always want, you're always worried about, uh, like, flash flooding, mm-hmm. okay, and as kids, they always tell you to, like, stay out of the drainage ditches or stay out of the flood channels out in the desert you don't want like you could get caught in a flash flood and you'll just die right and so we were playing some of the kids and i were playing around one of these it was a small drainage ditch i don't know maybe five six feet across okay and one of the boys um dared me to how far could i lean into the ditch while holding on to a a weed on the side of it and uh boys do boy i was gonna show him yeah you'll show him <laughs> the last I, time mean, he... I think immediately oh, i wow. fell into this rushing water I know. it was this water just rushing just rushing rushing off. and i got started getting dragged along this concrete oh, no. uh, uh and i and I, I i don't remember screaming i remember being uh, dragged under a barbed wire fence that oh was over the ditch and th- and thinking for a minute that I might die, whatever that meant as a kid. How old were you? Uh, well, it was before fourth grade when I moved back right. here. Okay. And uh, out of the blue, as I'm kind of seeing sky and then water and sky and wow, then water. that was a real deal. Out of nowhere, my dad comes rushing up. Where was a- he? Well, he was at the campsite, which oh. mu- I mean, they must and have, it seemed like it was a hundred yards away, right? Must have screamed. I think I think the other boys was, oh, right. were screaming once right. I got in there, and next thing I know, he's somehow jumped this fence, yeah. caught up with me, and is pulling me out. It's kind of making me a little emotional right now. Wow, it. he did save your yes, life. Yes, he did. That was pretty crazy. Do you guys still talk about that? Well, I think it's come up once or twice, and he's he's like, yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. Know. You're welcome. You're welcome. But was it, but what, was it the case that, you know, sometimes when you're younger, things look a lot bigger than they were? Or is it, do you think? It, it could have been that I was just f- splashing around in a, in in a, a puddle? stagnant pool of water. <laughs> 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 Let's go with that. That was probably, Dad, you remember when you pulled me out of that raging river? Yeah, you, it, was a, you, it was a mud puddle. Yeah, I don't think it had rained for weeks. Uh, <laughs> 
It was quite dry that time of year. <laughs> right. This isn't. This is now. Not, I'm going to need to get back to you on that. Yeah, Mark. you pulled the weed out because nothing was growing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that soil was dry as a bone. Actually, that's a cool. That's a cool story. Thanks. Well, yes. Wow. Promise me you'll come on the show uh, again. <laughs> I think I can do that, Mark. Thank that was you. Awesome. Thank that was you right. so much. I feel like I know you so much better than I did before, as before the interview. Well, thank you, and if, get if, ready. If I took anything from this, I took away that you grew up in Texas, <laughs> not New Mexico. You've been listening to another exciting episode of. The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine You're listening to WHUPLP.